This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, uh, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We're going to the adventure of Miranda Lambert's cookbook. This is doing very well. Uh, I didn't know she had a cookbook. Yeah, it's a new cookbook. It's on the bestseller list. It's actually number two right now. It's called Y'all Eat Yet? Welcome to the Pretty Bitchin' Kitchen. This is her first book. And um, I think it's probably number two uh, in, in climbing, maybe, for a reason. She talks about the cookbook and um, how she came about it during the pandemic. They're, her friends and her husband's friends, like one of them each week would think of a, a like a one ingredient and then they would come up with five, like a meat, for instance, like pork. And then they each had to come up with a recipe just with five ingredients and oh. then without Googling it or searching for a recipe. Interesting. Yes. She also includes a lot of her family recipes in there. And so when she was thinking it up, they were just talking about, you know, all the different things they can include. And there'll probably be a second one because they didn't get to include everything. People that have read it said it really just feels like you're reading something from a friend, which is so sweet. I do like cookbooks that have a story attached. And one of them, um, she uh, put her Noni's chicken, Noni's tuna salad there which that now as i say that out loud it's great the secret recipe in there is oh, honey crisp noni isn't grandma grandma Got like it. her noni's chicken or tuna salad rather it has honey crisp apples in it oh which i'm like oh that's a great idea yeah. i love any type of a chicken or tuna salad that has like some crunch grapes, to it grapes some almonds yeah cranberries Cripsies. yes so i like to do that with a salad you put apples in a salad yes yes it gives it a sweetness where yeah. you don't have to add a bunch of junk to it. Yeah, exactly. So um, another thing in there, which I thought we could talk about, is that we actually have a sound clip. It's her talking about the meatloaf recipe that everybody in her circle cooks for if there's a relationship that's getting serious. Mm. It's the first thing I cooked for Brennan's family. It's my mom's. It's Bev's famous meatloaf. It was uh, editor's pick in Southern Living like a decade ago, and she now calls it famous. Um, my mom. <laughs> but it's definitely a staple. It's one of those, like, when anybody's ever been dating someone serious or brings them home, they'll either bring them to mom's house to have the loaf or call her and ask her how to make it because that's how you know you're, you're getting serious with somebody. Ooh. So, yeah, when I first met Brennan's family, it's one of the first things I made for them. Got to make that loaf. You got to make the loaf, as she Interesting. calls it. And we, this is something in my family that happens as well. Oh, you make a loaf? Not a loaf. What is but it? myself included, my sisters, all like whenever they were engaged or they started dating who are now their husbands seriously, 
We're like, are you going to cook him the sauce? Ooh, it's a sauce. It's like no, a red sauce. It is a red sauce, and it is my grandpa's recipe. Okay. And um, it's a complicated eight-hour sauce. So you only cook it for people that you're serious about. And it's kind of manipulative because it's to hook them in. Oh, you like if you really want them, make them the sauce and they'll be they'll, yours. And I tell them it's the best thing they've ever eaten and before they eat it. Did you make I've MC never had the anybody. Sauce? Yeah, of course. But it's kind of misleading because... It implies that you're going to cook like this for them, mm. and I don't. Did you tell MC I am not? No, I didn't. I said, "Here's this." Do you, you know? And it's sort of like a love language. So I just wanted to know if there was a recipe out there that people cooked for their. I mean, Mike, did you cook your fiance something uh, when you first started dating her? Yeah, it's a little legendary because I was, uh, and I still to this day, it's for her dad, I'm the candied walnut guy. Oh. Because our first date, I made this uh, candied walnut cranberry salad with a great balsamic vinaigrette. Look at him. Yes. And, sh- and then from then on, he was like, wow. He candied his he candied his walnuts. He candied his own nuts, man. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that a was, keeper. That was yes. a, wait. You candied nuts for her dad? No, no, just for her. Oh, for but her. But then she told yeah. the story, Got and it. then it became I was the candied walnut guy. That's awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. See, I knew that you would have an answer since oh, you yeah. are since you're. And what about you, Bradley? Did you cook something for Jamie? You know, I or did he cook something? You're sort of the cook in the family, right? Not sort of. I am one hundred percent. The cook in the family, he makes none of the food whatsoever. He doesn't even buy the food. Uh, He just eats all the food. Okay. I don't, I didn't, when we were dating, the only thing that I made him when we were dating is I was eating a little differently then, but I'm obsessed with chicken breast made on cast iron. Mm. And I like, cause you know, like, you know how we all went through that phase, like eating chicken breast, chicken breast, chicken breast, because it's protein, it's protein, it's protein, it's gross, it's gross, it's gross, because people boil it, they oven and bake it. It's just, it's yeah. plain, it's boring, I don't care what you dump on it. Okay. And so slowly but surely I tried to like perfect, like I want a chicken breast that actually tastes good and that I would actually crave eating. Mm-hmm. And so you take cast iron and you fillet the chicken breast so it's all one width right mm-hmm. so it cooks at an even temperature because i hate when you just cook like a big mound of a chicken breast and it gets like all kind of you know uncooked in the middle and dry on the outside oh, gosh. anyway okay. so you bu- butterfly it put a little bit of coconut oil in the bottom of the pan or whatever kind of oil you want to use and then get it super duper duper hot put the chicken breast on it five minutes each side it gets crispy oh and then it's juicy Oh my gosh. So I, that was one of the first things that I made for him. And he said, Hey, why don't you move in with me? Why don't me? you make all my food? <laughs> <laughs> and the rest and is never, history. But I don't we ever. don't have like a family dish like that. I'm I'm really I'm intrigued by that. That's a that's a fun family memory to have. Yeah, for sure. Do we have anybody calling saying yeah. to reveal their yeah, but I'm sure that there are a lot of people that do well, very similar know. things. Yeah, my mom, you How'd know, you the, rope in your significant other. My mom didn't rope in anybody with uh, potato salad, but she she doesn't mean potato salad. Oh, does she now? Yeah, it's the potato salad and a lasagna. But you know, doesn't mom has all those things right in her? Repertoire. Not always, but a lot of moms have things like that in their repertoire. I think so. I mean, we use the sauce for the lasagna. Oh, sure. So it's just like, what's this sauce like? This sauce has homemade meatballs, it has chicken breasts, it has um, Italian sausage, and because it's cooked over eight hours, the chicken falls apart in the sauce, and so it's all just 
shredded in a part of the sauce. That's not a very uh, Italian, or at least Italian-American thing, oh, to yeah. combine meats together in a sauce oh, that you yeah. like cook it's all day. fantastic. I haven't had anybody say it isn't the best sauce they've ever had. Wow. All right, when are you making us the sauce? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to rope you guys into anything. You're already a done deal. Are we, though? <laughs> mm. I don't know. Are you going <laughs> you might want to make the sauce. Should we talk to Faith? She's yes! Got, she's got a recipe for us. Hey, Faith! Hi, Don. I think we need to trade recipes because I make a sauce, too. Oh, you do? Well, it depends on if you're going to... Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> are we going to be lovers, or what's going on here? <laughs> It's trade recipes. <laughs> Mine is a ragu. The recipe is actually direct from Italy. Oh, okay. wow. We had family, who, who we had family friends who were from Italy, and they shared the recipe, and it is, um, it's a lot of prep time. It's a lot of simmer time, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And do you make it for just anybody, or uh, is it always for someone special? I made it for my now husband shortly See? after we started dating. Yes, um, And my children, who are 18 and 13, had it for the first time a month ago. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Oh, just a and how did they feel about that? I'm sure they'd heard about it their whole lives. Oh, they loved it. They loved it. My daughter has made it once since then and absolutely destroyed my kitchen in the process. Of but, course. Um, yeah, they they love it. It's uh, I've given it as like um, sour gifts when they have recipe showers for brides. Oh, oh that's a great I idea. I love that. Hey, can, how do I get a recipe shower without getting married? Yeah, I just want oh, we'll just have one for you. All right. Okay. Faith, thank you so much for your call. Um, and let's have Kaylee be the last word. She's also got a recipe for us. Hey, Kaylee. Kaylee. How are you, Kaylee? Hi, can you hear me? Well, yeah. I can. Go ahead. Awesome. Um, I cooked my fiance uh, chicken piccata, and I think I spooned her over the first time we met because we are now getting married. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. When are you, is, is it this summer or something? Or next year? When are you getting married? Um, October. Ooh, fun. Well, what's the secret to the piccata? You don't have to tell us the whole secret, but what's something special about it? Um, You have to make sure the chicken is really thin mm. and a lot of lemon. Ooh. Okay. God, that sounds amazing. I don't think I've ever had piccata <gasps> chicken. Chicken oh, piccata, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I'm not a great cook. Oh, it's that sounds amazing. Kaylee, thank you so much for your call. And congrats and happy wedding this fall. When we come back from food, now I just want to talk about food. But sadly, we must move on to what? Aliens. Yes. In fact, they're trying to call us. The only problem is it's going to take a while before we are able to hear them. And we'll tell you how long when we return right here on My Talk. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team have been right over in St. Anthony for decades, over four decades. Keeping cars safe, in shape, uh, working and on the road for years. Here's the thing. It's where I bring my vehicle for scheduled maintenance. It's where I have brought my vehicle in the past for weird noises. By the way, speaking of weird noises, if you got the windows rolled down and you're enjoying the warmer weather and you hear a noise that's following you that's attached to your vehicle, call Tom and his team over at Boulevard. They make it so easy. You literally drop the car off. They're going to have a courtesy car waiting if that's what you'd like. They've also got a shuttle service upon request. Just let them know. And then they'll get about the business of fixing your vehicle or making sure that it's in tip-top shape. And then when you come pick up the vehicle, they'll explain in language or they'll send you a text more likely. That's what usually happens to me. I'll get a text with a full report of everything they've done in language I can understand. And 
the one thing I love about Boulevard is they won't take me for the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We are here, but are we alone? Are we the only ones in the universe? I don't know. We're surely to find out in this segment. What is that? Unsolved mysteries of the unknown. But it's probably aliens or ghosts. Oh, God, Don! The aliens, they've received our messages. The only problem is it's going to take 27 years for them to reply. Well, okay, do they have a ragu sauce? What? Do they have a ragu, no. ragu sauce no, that is... they're going to give us for the cookbook? No. Okay. No, you might wonder, why would it take 27 years to hear back from the aliens? Why because, is it going to take them so long? Because of light years and space stuff? Well, okay, so the story comes uh, from NASA's Deep Space Network, also known as DSN. They're a great bunch of folks. And they said that signals we have sent out on Earth could have already been received by the aliens, mm. but it will take that 27 years to reply. Now, the signals in in question was sent by the one that, that they're referencing anyway. And by the way, I just love stuff like this because, look, little green men probing your behind. Wow. Probably not a thing. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a topic of conversation. Ask somebody who says their behind's been probed by an alien. And they'll say, sure did happen. Yeah, no, I'm sure to them it's actually happened. I just don't think it's little green men. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I love about the DSN is that that's like, like they're like really looking for aliens. This is, this is me. This is where I'm interested because I'm not here for the like Hollywood version, although I'll sit in a chair and watch the Hollywood version. I'll mm-hmm. pay a ticket. But, the, you know, the Deep Space Network is a legitimate thing, and they're using this global array of radio dishes that are firing off radio signals far into the solar system to get a response. Like, they're just pinging things to see, like, what if we get a hit, you know? And then it's all over. Whoa, what was that? That's we just, got a hit, guys. You know, we hope we get that. I mean, you kind of you hope, but at the same time, do you? Because what happens if, if we do get a response? I don't know that it'll be good. Anyway, according to the scientists... The signal that was sent to the Pioneer 10 space probe, which was launched in 1972, Pioneer still out there, 12 billion miles from Earth. This thing that we sent out in the 70s. What? 12. It's 12 billion, billion miles. Billion miles from Earth. It is currently, if I remember correctly, it's like currently in this like in-between space. It's like left our like universe, or not universe, our galaxy bubble. Galaxy bubble? No. What am I saying? What's the, not the galaxy, but the um, solar system. It's left the bubble of the solar system. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's out in like free space. And it's just like <laughs> a lot of craziness. Anyway, what? I don't like it. Why? I don't like that. I it's wouldn't like so it. It's so fascinating. The they were listening. You know, they're get because they get. I can't st- believe we can get that signal, but we can't get good Wi Fi in the prep room. <laughs> that is a good point. Right. A very good point. Uh, but luckily, um, luckily, we have this anyway. So that probe, 12 billion miles from Earth, 12 billion miles, reached a dead star known as Dwarf 27. No, excuse me, White Dwarf. Okay, good, because Dwarf 27, I was going to have a party there, and I just didn't want to disturb anyone. 27 light years away. Experts estimate that a return message from any alien life near that dead star would not reach us until 2029. That's only six years away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We. That's not actually that long to wait. No. What do you think the response would be? Um, well, what did we put out there? Were we playing like Michael Jackson's Beat It or something? Like, what did we put out? I don't know it what the says, actual signal we're is. Here. Hey, guys. We're here. Hey, guys. Okay, can you explain something to me? So it says signals were sent to Voyager 2, launched in 77, and, and now also more than 12 million miles or billion miles away in 1980 and 83, reached two remote stars in 2007. But boffins do not expect any alien replies from them until the t- early 2030s. What's a boffin? Um, it's uh, something that you serve at a luncheon for ladies. Boffins? Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday luncheon muffin. A boffin. You know what's weird? Well, you're totally wrong. Oh. But you know what it is? What? A person engaged in scientific or technical research. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm a boffin. What do you do for a living, sir? That's pretty fascinating. I'm a boffin. Um, anyway, so it could be within the next six years we'd get a response from aliens. And this is the kind of stuff that I find utterly fascinating. Like, I want to believe that there's a guy in or a gal in a lab somewhere, probably alone, because government funding is either close to being cut off or has been cut off. And they're just kind of sleeping there next to this monitor, just... Because on the off chance that yeah. there's going to be a blip and all they're hearing is, yeah, and they're like, well, here's on the side day. they're making TikTok videos, yeah, and doing like, TikTok dances and they're for like, money. Here, I'm a guy next to a, I'm a boffin, I'm a boffin. Here's the boffin, yeah, dance. right, the boffin boff. Let's yeah. do the boffin bop, <laughs> yeah. right, It'd be a boffin bop. And then, lo and behold, twenty. What did I say? Twenty twenty nine. That's yeah, six it's years from up. now. All of a sudden. <laughs> And then you're like, well, wait. And then your response takes another I how know, many years it's going to take there? so long. But did we say, we come do? on and get it? Did we say, come on over? Oh, oh. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that the response is going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just scared every dog that was listening. And they're going to eat us. <laughs> right? Did they? Oh, so they didn't know we were here before? I think they already knew, and they're like, oh, now they're reaching out. Okay, this is going to be fun. Oh, so you right? think they've, they've just been like, ugh, those are like, oh, no, they're guys. actually communicating now. Wow, look what they can do. And I bet so they the think they're special. And so the probe started floating toward them, and one of them just reached out their long alien leg and went and just picked bing! it back. 
<laughs> it's going to come it's hurtling back at the us. It's the sound of a, an alien foot. It's just an alien blowing a raspberry. Yeah. I mean, that's. I really love this idea that we're sending out messages, you yeah. know, because I heard maybe when I was a kid in the 80s, it's like there's a time capsule, just a space capsule. Well, Voyager is what you're thinking of because they created that, that okay. record. It's not, and yes. it plays like human. I think it's like a heartbeat or like a baby crying. Uh, there's a whole thing. And there's like songs and languages. Yep. They're speaking like it's like greetings in a bunch of languages. It's etched on the actual, you know, there's, there's pictures and graphs that are etched on the actual record or disc. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're not just imagining that. Okay. That really did happen. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Also the subject of a wonderful movie called Star Trek. Oh, right. The original motion picture. Yes. All right. When we come back from Aliens to Prince Harry, we've got a royal update for you. Mm, salty, salty, salty. We'll find out why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. Now is the perfect time to get those pesky electrical problems around your house taken care of, and there is nobody better to do that with than my good friends at Hero. They're ready to help, and uh, maybe you need a new ceiling fan, or you've been running a, running an extension cord down the hall because the plugs in one room just don't work anymore. Also, maybe there's like a circuit breaker that keeps tripping, and uh, you're not sure what to do about it. Call my friends at Hero. And in fact, if you do so right now for a limited time, you're going to get $69 off your next electrical project or repair. Look, Hero's been around since 1914, servicing literally hundreds of thousands of homes across the Twin Cities. They've got experience and they know the unique challenges that older homes can present. So whatever the issue around your home, electrically speaking, $69 is coming your way in savings if you call Hero.com today. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything the coronation. We are Bradley and Dawn, and that is Mike, our producer. We're so glad to have you back, Mike. Thank you. So excited to be back. And we have to talk about the latest with Prince Harry. Yeah, um, he is being a little sneaky, you guys. So here's the thing with Prince Harry. He released a bunch of emails that basically make his dad and his dad's lady friend, Camilla, I don't know if you've heard of her, uh, look bad, basically, Mm -hmm. um, at the worst possible time, because I don't know if you know this, Dawn. Yeah. Coronation, just around the corner. (gasps) Oh. Uh, So the story goes, and this, uh, I read about this last night, Queen or the headline was Queen approved threatening news group newspapers with legal action. I know that's not going to mean a lot, but what it what the story addresses is a revelation about how Queen Elizabeth was actually supportive of Harry's effort to not threaten, but at least make very clear to the tabloids who were saying such horrible things about him and his wife, that is Harry and uh, Mm -hmm. soon to be wife, I guess, Megan that uh, they better stop it or things were going to get litigious. Mm-hmm. That that the Queen, so the news really is in these emails that he released showing that the Queen was like, yeah, I'm for that. Let's do this. Let's send a, a memo, right, to the press. Let's make it clear. Stay away. Stop being so nasty or we're going to come for you. Yeah. Essentially. Well, then we find out that that statement never got made. Because of something else that was made clear in these emails that Harry released. Oh. 
Now, these were released on Wednesday. They showed that Charles and Camilla stepped in to stop that statement from being made. Why? Because science. No, because they wanted to play nice with the press to get better coverage by the press and didn't want to antagonize them for fear that they would be getting crappy news coverage and they were trying to do a PR blitz for their own relationship. Now, all of this we knew or suspected. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we'd read Harry's memoir. And in the memoir, he talks about all this. But now we have literally the receipts showing that this is true. Not only that, but that the queen was on Harry's side. She was like, yeah, send it away. That's wrong. That's terrible. Those things are untrue and they need to pay for it. Also, it's five minutes from the coronation. So what do you think Harry means by that? Can by, you see this? Like, where were they published? Who did they send, he send them to? Is it just on their the website? Well, yeah, no, I think uh, they just made them public, whatever that means, um, okay. in court documents. So, mm, Oh, I see. So what for you is the motivation behind Harry doing this at this time? At this time is because if they want to, fight fire they're going to get fire back because there have been so many bad things about megan recently that he knows where it's coming from and it's all to sort of shine a light or actually just point the spotlight away from anything that they would be doing that's bad during this time of coronation where everything has to be everyone needs to think the highest thoughts about um, the queen. Yeah, it's basically like, hey, fine, you want to make this your moment and you don't want to include us and you want to have all this nasty talk about how She's, Megan is horrible how, for staying home yeah. and like celebrating the birth of her child, even though you picked the same day to yeah. celebrate the coronation, which you didn't have to do. It's yeah. not like there was only one option. Okay, let me show you that back in 2018, I had the queen's approval. And then you stepped in to stop the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. He knows what he's doing. Right. The timing is not coincidental, right. I would argue. And it's just so happening that they have a long going case, you know, that they're fighting. Yes. And that's um, these emails. And you can read like excerpts of the emails. And this is, I think he referenced this in the memoir, if I remember correctly, when I was reading this last night, he sent an email to the then palace communications director by the name of Sally Osman asking about the hacking claims. Because remember, that's what this case is all about, that they that the tabloids were like hack, hackity do die hack, hackity hacking, which, by the way, like they were so hacky. Remember, even in the crown, do you, you watch the crown, right? Oh religiously okay wow i didn't know you were religious (laughs) um no but yeah uh, no but yeah remember that they like some dude literally was bebopping through his like police scanner Uh and comes across charles and camilla uh sexy talking remember that yeah and then that guy takes it to the newspaper. It is just absurd to me, like, how, what levels. Well, then they was like, okay, well, the hacking is coming within the pal. I mean, there was all kinds of claims uh, back then that, like, that's, and Diana was just perpetually paranoid about people hacking her phone. Well, yeah, she would be on the phone and hear, click, click. And she's like, she'd I heard like, it Hello? again. That's it. Yeah. Hello? And it was just apparent. And they that- tried to, they gaslit that woman to her ultimate demise. That's right. Truly. Um, I'm being metaphorical, of course, but uh, anyway, 
in the emails, back to the emails that Harry released, it shows what he told us that in no uncertain terms, there needed to be an ultimatum from the palace. That is the queen at that time showing that the hacking and the coverage needs to stop. Otherwise it makes the institution quote, everything it stands for look like a laughingstock. Now what the queen responded with or approved through the palace response was her majesty has approved the wording, which essentially says there is increasing frustration at their lack of response and engagement, and while we've tried to settle without involving lawyers, we will need to reconsider our stance unless we receive a viable proposal. Well, that sounds all very, very polite. Yeah, but uh, but again, shows that the Queen was ready to show up for Harry. Right. Which, you know, I think we also learned from the memoir is that they had a special relationship. Right. And then it was just so frustrating from the memoir that all of these things were happening. And the whole time in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, can we please get word to the queen that all of this is going on so she can put a stop to it? And then finally, whenever he would get to, you know, have a scheduled meeting, like I want to talk to my grandmother. Yeah. People would stop it and it would get changed and rescheduled. Yeah. Which is like, what? And you knew that the people who benefited most from that were Charles and Camilla. That's right. So their people within the palace were, you know, making sure that didn't happen because they didn't want Harry in her ear. Well, and okay. also they would rearrange appointments. It's like, oh, actually she can't meet with you today. And she's like, sorry, I guess my book, my Entire calendar is now full for some yeah, reason. Yeah, there's a guy standing on the other end, like looking at her, like, and she, he's like, "Is Don't he with you? you?" Do it. Yeah. Don't it's you really kind of scary. It. And she's right. like, I'm suddenly very busy, my darling. Yeah. Okay, so now I am giving you the powers of a king or a queen, I guess would be more appropriate. Okay, you now have queenly powers. You're Camilla. I hate this. What do you do? You know, like you are trying to create a space for yourself. Okay, well, now I'm going to put out some more story, evil stories that are just like, or a bunch of positive stories about William and Kate and how perfect they are. Like, look over here, you know, type of a thing. Is that what you mean? No, I'm saying like, you know, it. I, I and I am doing the same thing. I'm just asking you to do the mental exercise of like, I under, I want to try to understand why she did what she did so therefore if we then take on her role and her her i think goal is to rehabilitate her image because she looks like she's i mean she's going to be with the king forever and ultimately he's er, she's with charles and ultimately he's going to be king she has to sort of change her image in public with this disgusting tabloid media what do you do if not I'm not well, excusing it, under, but I'm saying you have her powers now. What do you do in her to job? To try to change my image? Yeah. I don't know. Get a time machine? I mean, it's really, I think that they've already won because we're convinced as the public that he's being petty with all of these things. But I'm saying go back to the time when Harry was like, this woman is like, because she's putting out stories that make her look good. But mm-hmm. then un- unfortunately, she's also putting out stories that make Harry look bad in the process. Okay. So. I don't know. I, I'm I'm saying it's hard, right? Like, I mean, the, the fact that you're struggling means I, I get like she's in a weird position because she's fighting for herself. Now, I'm not excusing her behavior by any stretch of the imagination, but I wonder what she 
you know, what her option would have been. Does she just stand up and say, look, I'm not playing this disgusting game. If they want to hate me, that's fine. I'm going to be queen and they can just, you know, lump it. I guess so. I mean, she she's already won in my mind. There's really nothing that they could do. I mean, she can't go back and she doesn't have any remorse. She can't change it. And they've already won because there's nothing that that he's going to say about them in the court of public opinion that anyone's going to pay attention to. And unfortunately, we've learned that that yeah. most people think he's being petty and he's made fun do of you now. Think that? Uh, no, I don't think he's being petty at no, all. No, no, I'm saying you think that people think that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially what's, it's almost just like, you know, it's just assumed. Because most people we talk to can't stand Harry. I don't know a lot of people that are coming to I think to it's his less defense. that they can't stand Harry. I, they can't they, stand Megan. They don't like Megan. They don't like Harry. They think and they're I being think... petty and big babies. And it's like they should have never told these secrets. They think yeah. it's deplorable that he talked about his family business. Yeah. It's like, okay. I'm grateful. I'm a little agnostic about all of it because I think these people are incredibly privileged. But I'm glad that they got their chance to be heard. Absolutely. Right? And mostly Harry because he hadn't been heard. Right. Right. (sighs) But, well, um, you know, I just, I think everyone's going to be, they're probably under strict rules to not show, like Gwyneth Paltrow in court. Like, we won't be able to see anything of Harry, you yeah. know? No news outlets will be able to focus their camera on Harry. They just won't be. It's like, you're allowed in here only if the it's shot this way only, and we're going to put it in cement. You cannot move this camera yeah. from this space. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Don't you feel like Gwyneth Paltrow and Harry, they've probably done things, you know, like they've probably been in the same place. Sure. Don't they you probably think? hobnob. All right, when we come back, I'm very excited. I don't know about you, Dawn, but for the last couple days, I have missed playing a game. Yeah. Luckily, Mike is back with us. He's going to spin his game show roulette wheel, and wherever it lands, that's the game we're going to play. Do you want to do that? Yeah. When we come back right here on My Talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 107.1. We are here to talk about entertainment and also to play games with you. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes, excited to be back for another Game Show Roulette. It's the uh, well, the final competitive day of the week, so we'll play a little head-to-head contest between these two, and we'll find out what that game is Yay. right now by spinning the wheel. Ooh, where's it gonna land on? Oh, wait, oh, it passed it. Oh! It's Family Feud! Come yeah. on down! Oh, wait, that's Price is Right. Hey, ah. see, now I got you doing it. <laughs> we are playing the Family Feud. As uh, you know, when we do the head-to-head Family Feud, we'll go back and forth and uh, play the traditional game. You'll each get a couple of strikes, exactly. And uh, whoever can uh, get that first one, the top answer, they'll take control of the board. And uh, whoever can accumulate the most points in three rounds will be the winner. Fabulous! You ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. We're going to start things off again. Use your name as your buzzer. And uh, I need your guys' best answer to this question. Here we go. We're going to go back to December. Name something a woman with a crush on Santa might leave out for him instead of cookies. Bradley Trainer. Bradley was slightly first. Panties. Panties. Oh. <laughs> His panties on the board. 
It is. Yes! That's the number two answer. Yeah, is this the eighties version of fourteen points? Uh, I don't think so. Actually, I don't know for oh. sure which Ew, version this is. Panties. I'm guessing it is a little word. bit Christmas older. panties. Uh, so, Don, you have an opportunity to take control here. If you can I get do? that number, yes, because yeah. he got the number oh, two sure. answer. If you can get the number Christmas one answer, panties. you will take the lead. Stop uh, it. Again, something a woman with a crush on Santa might leave out for him instead of cookies. Mm. Um. A love note? A love note. Is a love note on the board? It is, but it's only four points. Okay. Not the top answer. So, Bradley, you've got control of the board. You've got a couple of strikes. Uh, See how you do. Okay, so uh, these are things that a sexy lady would leave out for Santa. Uh, Something a woman with a crush on Santa might leave out for him instead of cookies. We still have uh, six things on the board, by the way. That's a lot of answers. I would say, mm, I would say, you can say <laughs> anything on, you'd like. Lady. Go ahead and say something. Cookies. Instead of cookies. Instead of cookies. <laughs> oh, instead of cookies. <laughs> yeah. It's literally in the question. Um. Oh, God. Okay. How about lingerie? Or that, is that panties? That's panties. I gave God. you God. But okay. I get to say panties again, so thank you for that. How about, so like, ooh, hi, Santa, I'm interested. Phone number. Phone number. Is phone number on the board? <laughs> number three answer. Nicely done. <laughs> He's in your chimney. Yeah. Already. Okay. He's already down. Went down your chimney, girl. Hey, Megan he doesn't Trainer. need your phone number. Okay. He's only halfway down the chimney then. Is that a lo- Yule log in your fireplace? <laughs> or are you just happy to see me? Okay. Keep Big it going. Boy. You know. You can get some of these. You have more You've chances, got two right? Come on. Yep. Okay, again, I'm really trying to hook Santa. Mm-hmm. I would say a... Um, oh, God, this is actually hard. What is this the, the current answer? These are current answers, Okay, think, okay, yeah, that's important. Okay. You need an answer. I would say a, uh, a photograph. A photograph? <laughs> That's on the board. Photograph oh. is actually the uh, number five answer, 12 okay. points. So there's 34 or 43 points already out there, I should say. And we still have three answers on the board. Let's see. We haven't gotten the number one answer We have yet? still not gotten the number one oh answer. Oh, my God. The number one answer to leave Santa. I'm interested in Santa. Yep. I would like to, get, to leave Santa my... <sighs> But my um, sauce. So excuse my, me. My family sauce. <laughs> a, a meal. A recipe. A meal. Yeah. That's wow! the, technically, I'm going to give it to you. That's the number one answer. Yeah! Um, candy and/or better food is what they said, rather yeah. than cookies. Leaving some sort of nice oh, dish for Santa. A meal. Is that number one? That was the number oh, one answer. Yes. Meal. So you still got three answers. Let's cruise through these if you can. Here, okay. we've got three more to go. I've got a guess, but I want you. You, you to... might have a chance to steal here. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, how about uh, massage oil? Massage oil. <laughs> Sorry, that one's not on the board. You got one more strike though. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say tickets to uh, a sports game. Unfortunately, that is not on the board. So, Don, that means there's 66 points up for grab. If you get this one right, you can steal all those points. You said you had an answer. What is it? It's stockings, Bob. Stockings. is stockings. Like pantyhose stockings. You know what I mean? Well, panties. That'd be kind of in the lingerie lingerie category. No, but no, stockings, meaning like. Okay. Yeah, stockings. If if you want to fight for the incorrect answer, you can. Okay. 
But you know what I mean by that, I know what you mean, yes, Like a garter, stockings, and since stockings hang on the fireplace. Yeah, no, that's a clever answer. That is way more clever than the average 100 people that were asked this category. Bradley's going to get those first 66 points from round number one. The missing answers. Yourself was actually the number four answer. Oh, she would leave yeah. herself. Ew. Um, hey, did you say is, ew? ew? I just think of like a woman sitting there with oh. a bow around her boobies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a I bad was thinking thing. of too. Yeah. Uh, booze and mistletoe, the oh. other two that you missed. I say beer, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's uh, roll through this next out. one here. You're both at the podium once again. Chance to ring in with your name. That's your buzzer. Just uh, five answers on the board. Okay. And it's the top answers to this question. Name something people tend to fall out of. Dawn. Dawn was first. Love. Is love on the board? Good answer. It's the number two answer. Love is up there. Mm. But Bradley, you could take control if you name the number one answer. Bed. Bed is bed on the board. Number three answer. Oh. Bed is on the board. That means Dawn has control now. There's 46 points up there after 25 and 21. Uh, Dawn, you've got two strikes. I would say a canoe. A canoe. Name something people tend to fall out of. You said canoe. Survey says. Sorry, that one was oh, not on the not board. A boat. But you still have no boat or so canoe. So that in, would include, okay. I would have um, included both. Yep, that is not on the board. You've got three answers still up there oh, on the board. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, what are you going to fall out of, darling? Off of a cliff? Off of a cliff. Is off of a cliff on the board? (laughs) Unfortunately, it is not. So 46 points hanging the balance. Bradley, can you get one of the three answers that are remaining? I'm going to say blouse, Bob. A blouse. If you get blouse, you'll take all the points. And the win today is blouse on the board. It is not. The 46 points will head over to Dawn, meaning we've got a 20-point game. A tree, the number one answer. Oh, God! It's so obvious. Chair was also on the board, as was car. Because of the time remaining, we're going to have one more opportunity. You fall out of a car, yeah. Okay, Okay, here we go. Uh Ring in with your name. That's your buzzer. If you get the number one answer, you are going to be our winner. If you get the uh, another answer on the board, your opponent will have an opportunity to get a higher answer for the win. Here we go. Simply, name hot things. Bradley Trainer. Bradley was slightly first. Wings. Wings. Not on the board. <gasps> Dawn, Dawn, all you need to do is say anything on the board and you will be our winner today. Stove. Stove. Survey says... It's on the yes! board! Yay! You won! It's actually the number four answer. Oh. What was the number one? Fire. Yeah. Oh, and fire coffee. Bad. Okay. And tea was also up there. Okay. Along with fireplace. But congratulations, What about Dawn. panties? Yeah, Panties. Uh, Santa. Sandy panties. Santa grabbed those. They're, they were gone. Oh, no. Thank you, Mike. That You're was welcome. a fantastic it's return so nice. to the game. I was going to say, so nice to have you back. Yes. Why are you here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, up next, Lori and Julia. I think it's Lori and Julia today. It, could it be is. Wrong. Just some. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. It's already going to be Friday, I can't you guys. believe that. I know. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Where talk is fun. <gasps> I'm having so much fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. <laughs>